Welcome, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. Parker is doing a different shift today. So we have coming out of the bullpen, throwing heat again, the one, the only, Connor Pasby. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Man, there was so much going on this weekend. The Sooner softball team treated uh, the rest of their regional like Godzilla treats Tokyo. They just trampled the regional. 38-3, to run scored. <laughs> Un. Believable. Well, really, it's not unbelievable. It's very believable. That's what's unbelievable about it is that it's very believable that Oklahoma could dominate a regional like that. They are unbelievable. All right, what else over the weekend? Bedlam baseball, Cowboys take two of three. We'll turn around and play again in Arlington at 4 o'clock. Again, at Globe Life Field for the Big 12 tournament coming up on Wednesday. Uh, We have two conference championship series that are already over in the NBA. How about the Celtics? Absolutely pathetic. Larry Joe Bird, bring him back. Bill Russell is rolling over in his grave. That was absolutely embarrassing. The Miami Heat up three games to none. They win by 26 uh, last night with the Celtics. Lead that series three games to none. And the Nuggets, I think, will wrap it up against the Lakers tonight, 730 on ESPN. Austin Reeves has been the Lakers' uh, most reliable player in this series. He's been what, averaging uh, just under 23 points a game. They got to get the ball to Austin Reeves. Forget LeBron. Unless LeBron's going to take threes, get the ball to Austin Reeves. Anthony Davis, not a bad option either, but Austin Reeves has made himself a lot of money in the free agent market. Again, he is, ladies and gentlemen, going to make himself a lot of money as a restricted free agent. So NBA Finals will start on June 1st. So if these, you know, both wrap up, in the next couple of days, we're going to have to wait a while. It's not like they just say, yeah, we'll move it on up. So um, we could have a long time off before game one of the NBA Finals. All right, what else? Uh, PGA Championship, Brooks Kepka wins his fifth major championship. Only 19 other players have won five or more majors. So Brooks Kepka, a healthy Brooks Kepka that's playing with confidence is not good news for the rest of the field in these major championships. Victor Hovland was close again, but again, uh, the 6-on-16 killed him. Took all the drama out of what happened down the stretch yesterday. But the story of this tournament was no doubt Michael Block. Michael Block, what a great story. The 46-year-old club pro from California. It was already a Disney movie before what happened on 15 yesterday. I mean, the way he played. You'll see guys who play the PGA Championship that are PGA pros. They might kind of hang around the leaderboard, maybe for a round, maybe mid-second round, and then they're done. Not Michael Block. He was unbelievable. Uh, I want to talk a lot about that. Not a lot about that, but spend a few minutes talking about that coming up here a little bit later on. So, Uh, Once again, we also have the NCAA championships beginning for Ryan Hibble and the Sooners on Friday out at Greyhawk. Next up in terms of major championships for the PGA Tour, uh, you have the U.S. Open June 15th through the 18th at L.A. Country Club. Then we play the Open Championship in July, uh, July 20th through the 23rd at Royal Liverpool. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Let's start, Connor Pasby, in the world of recruiting. I said, ladies and gentlemen, that there would be one or two reactions on Friday. The Brady Bunch would be singing Sunshine Day. Sooner fans would be happy. If Zadavian Sims committed to Oklahoma, he did not. He did commit to the Oregon Ducks. And I said this would be the scenario when he committed to Oregon. And it's not good. It sounded like this for a a few Sooner fans on message boards, too. You no good damn. 
Not good. That is not the scenario that uh, we wanted to play out on a Monday, but Zadavian Sims, the uh, four-star defensive lineman from Durant, pegging the Oregon Ducks or the Sooners again. Here we go. Connor Pasby, here we go. Todd Bates questions. We've got a few Sooner fans, not a bunch, but just enough to make the message board geniuses. And you know the coaches are just cringing when they see that stuff. But here's the deal that I've learned over the years, over my nearly 60 years. You can't stop idiots from being idiots. You may try, but you can't. You might be able to contain the idiots a little bit, but you cannot completely stop the idiots. But that is uh, obviously not a great uh, scenario for OU. Not great, no. And the message bur- message boards were uh, quite the mess. And another kid that's in your back backyard in Oklahoma and you can't land them a defensive lineman, which I still think they're going to get one or two, whether it's Stone Nuaneri uh, saw him uh, with some was A and M gear yesterday, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, not very pretty for OU football fans over the weekend. Yeah, you still have others out there: David Stone, Will Winery, Danny Okoye, who is in the ref uh, studios on Friday. We'll play just an excerpt uh, of that coming up here in a little bit. Nigel Smith, Melissa Texas, still out there. Dominic McKinley uh, from the state of Louisiana. You've got Joseph Jonah, uh, Joseph Jonah, Jonier also out there as possibilities for Oklahoma. So that's six other names out there. But look, I know that from time to time, when some of the people come on the text line on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and they talk about Todd Bates, you know, uh, has got to close better. You can't get every recruit. But there's starting to be a little bit of merit to that. Now you're also getting another spin from some people. Well, Oklahoma, you know, they actually like some players better, you know, than Zadavian Sims. So maybe they kind of laid off down the stretch. I don't know what the real story is, but I know that they've got to close better there. Well, you got to know it's early, too. you still got a long ways to go until National Signing Day, but I think Sims has shut down everything, where it's uh, visits-wise. But, yeah, I don't know. It's still got a long way. We'll see how the process goes, but seems like he's all locked in for the Ducks. All right, but uh, to me, again, let's see how it plays out the rest of the way. And I understand that some of you are out there, you hardcore recruiting aficionados, that you want to see Oklahoma close on more of these D linemen. Clearly, that's been an issue. They did get Derek LeBlanc last year. That was a good get for Oklahoma, but they've got to up that percentage. They've got to do better. Let's see what happens with Stone, Winery, Koye, Nigel Smith, McKinley, uh, Ajonye, guys like that down the stretch. And if they close maybe one of those, and again, you get the feeling that Oklahoma's in pretty good shape with, you know, a lot of those guys, you would hope they could get two or three of those. But I understand your frustration. I mean, you can't just play that off anymore. Oh, Todd Bates is going to be fine. No problem. I do think he's going to be fine. I think he's a good recruiter. I think he's a good coach. I think he's, uh, he's a guy that uh, Oklahoma should feel good about having on its staff. But it's got to be better. Fan, fans are just ready to land a big-time defensive lineman. They're tired of waiting for one of those elite guys up front. They're ready to get one. Well, we did have Danny Okoye again on the ref Friday. Great pull by uh, Travis and Tyler on Friday. He stopped by the studio after 
uh, stopping by to visit OU to, uh, you know, and Danny Okoye freely admitted again that, look, Oklahoma was off his radar. Four-star kid, again, you're talking about, um, you know, one of the top prospects in the state of Oklahoma, and you're talking about a guy that really didn't have a lot of interest in the Sooners after what happened last year, six and seven. Here's what he told uh, Travis and Tyler about how things uh, started to change for him with Oklahoma. This happened again on Friday. So watching that season play out, OU sort of dwindled mm-hmm. in my my ranking, I guess, for places I was considering. But after that last season, I started doing more research into what they were doing, how they were rebuilding from that season. Um, I was talking to people that they were recruiting, people who had committed, people who were committed and then transferred out, people who had been playing there for a long time. Um, I talked to recruiting analysts. I talked to journalists. uh, I studied the spring game that they just had a couple months ago. Um, And after all of that, I decided that maybe it would be in my best interest to reopen the communication. So I reached out to Coach Miguel Chavis, and um, I realized that maybe don't take it at face value. Look at what they're actually building and what they have the potential to become. So once Miguel talked to me about that, I was like, man, am I really doing the right thing here? And I talked to my mom about it. She was at first totally against OU because she was raised – well, she wasn't raised a a Cowboys fan, but she sort of adopted the Cowboys Mm -hmm. um, fandom. And so it was always go go pokes, never horns down. So after talking to her about that, she was like, well, you know, it's your future. It's your life. You're going to do what – is best for you, and I'm going to support you in that. So I came down here today, and I will say that OU is definitely back high on the radar for me. There you go. Uh, again, Danny Okoye in the ref studios. Great job by those guys getting him. Travis, good pull there. And, of course, Tyler and Travis did a great job. Very mature him. kid, too. Oh, my gosh. So well-spoken, bright, super bright kid, man. I was listening to that. I'm like, man, this kid sounds like he's – you know, 30 years old. Like how he doesn't care about the record last year, more focused on the culture that they're really building. Yeah, all right. So um, I'm going to – should I read this text? I do have a text from a source. I'm not going to reveal the source yet. Can't right? do that. But I will just tell you what was said. Won't reveal the source yet unless that source tells me again. But Anonymous. Yes, anonymous source right now, but it's a good source. Uh, Speaking about the situation with Zadavian Sims, he lied to me, to the coaches. All right, I can tell you it's Brandon Drum. Brandon texted me and said he lied to me, to the coaches. He told OU 24 hours before that he was coming and you have nothing to worry about, Coach. Todd Bates left his dad in hospice to go see Zadavian Sims. His dad passed on Friday morning, and he still went to Durant and was told he was coming still. Very similar situation to certain recruit going to A&M. I mean, that's horrible. Yeah. Just, I understand I you're 18 years old. I don't even, Zadavian Sims may not even be 18 yet. I don't know. But, I mean, you got to man up and tell these coaches the truth. Look, if he's going to Oregon, great. That's his decision. That's his decision. Best of luck to you, kid. I hope you have a great career there. But if that's the way it went down, and I have no reason not to trust Brandon. Brandon's great. But uh, the text reads, he lied to me, to the coaches, told the OU 
uh, told OU 24 hours before that he was coming, and you have nothing to worry about, Coach. Todd Bates leaving his dad in hospice to see Zadavian Sims. Todd Bates' dad passed on Friday morning. Oh, man. Condolences again to, yeah, uh, to Coach Todd Bates. I know how tough that is. Uh, Todd Bates still went to Durant and was told he was coming still. That is not cool. No, do you, you feel Man like Man up and be able to tell. I mean, look, I, I would be terrified in that situation. I don't care if I'm a stud uh, four or five-star recruit, but you gotta, you, you're going to have to tell people things they don't want to hear later in life. Well, you got to tell them the decision the day of or even the day before instead of late in the process, right, when you're about to commit. Yeah. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there you go. All right, we want to thank Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-651. Uh, I'm sorry, I've got so many numbers in my head. It's 405-579-3113. Tim Lasher, great company. Get that AC tune-up done now. They'll do a great job for you at a great rate. Call Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. All right, underway. Parker will be on later today. Connor Pasby in with me. And, uh, folks, we've got a lot of stuff going on today, a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of sound. We've got uh, Jesse Crittenden on the way here in a little bit as well on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Hope you had a great weekend. It's Monday. Let's get together on the text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. All right? Break time right here when we get back. Let's talk about the monster that is that cannot be stopped, the Sooner softball team. We'll do that next here on The Ref. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Mike Steele Connor Pasby. Parker's going to be on later this afternoon. Kind of switching things up a little bit today. OU softball. This uh, Sooner softball update is brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Same-day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat at 405-515-5575 or visit ouchorthostat.com to learn more. Yes, that's right, ouchorthostat.com to learn more. Sooner softball, man, uh, all they did was outscore the opposition 38-3. to That's it, 38-3 to over the weekend. And uh, yesterday, <laughs> four home runs in the first inning. They tied an NCAA tournament record with six home runs in the game. You had uh, Tiare, uh, Alyssa Brito, Sydney Sanders, Jocelyn Erickson all going deep in the first inning, two apiece yesterday for Tiare and Alyssa Brito. And the Sooners will host Clemson for the, uh, for the regional, the Super Regional this weekend. They beat Hoster 11 zip, run ruled them in five, beat Missouri 11 zip, beat Mizzou in six. They beat Cal again yesterday 16 to three and run ruled them as well. Sooner softball team now 54-1 on the season. They've won 46 straight. They win the next two in a row, win that regional. They're favored, heavily favored against Clemson. They win the next two. They go to uh, the Women's College World Series, obviously, is an overwhelming favorite. And they would also, you know, break the all-time winning streak held by Arizona. They would be at 48. Arizona holds the mark right now at 47. All right, Friday at 1 o'clock on ESPN2 is the information we have for the first game. Saturday will be a noon start at Marita Hines Field, and Sunday to be determined. All right, uh, so once again, let's hear from uh, the head coach of the Sooner women. They're rolling right now. They, I mean, clearly <laughs> this team is a machine, absolutely unbelievable. But, you know, the thing is, it, it's really not because we believe everything we see from OU women's softball now. They're just – they really don't have a weakness. 
They, re- I mean, where is the weakness? You saw the defense yesterday. They're number I'll one see in one. defense. They're number one in hitting. They're number one in ERA. You know, they they hit six home runs. This just isn't a total, you know, twenty-seven Yankees murderers row lineup, but it's pretty close. Uh, and again, they now have over a hundred home runs on the season. You saw the play that Jada Coleman made again. Eh, typical play for Jada. Just a Willie Mays, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. kind of catch out there by Jada Coleman in center field. But let's hear from Patty Gasso afterwards. And yes, the uh, the Sooner head coach very impressed. I can't ask for anything more. I mean, we work hard every day. All of our hard work is paying off, especially in postseason. You can see the training and what it does and the information that they get and how they're responding to it is at another level, a level that I think sometimes is different than a lot of programs. So that's all we can ask is that they respond and they show up every time we're playing and they do it. All right, and uh, Home Run Village yeah, was awesome. I always love seeing Home Run Village out there. It's just such a, like I said, joyous occasion to watch OU play softball because they're so good and they play with such passion and they're having so much fun out there. And, yes, when you're as good as they are, of course it's going to be a lot of fun. But I, I genuinely, you think about all the star power they have on that team, I mean, it's unbelievable. And there's – they. There doesn't appear to be any jealousy whatsoever. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's rooting for the other girl, and everybody's bought in because it's Patty Gasso, and that's what they do. I don't know. I don't know what else this team can do. They put up a lot of runs, and their pitching is just dominant, putting up a zero spot in the first two games. I know they gave up three to Cal, but it didn't really matter because they put up sixteen runs. I mean, six homers. This team's just ridiculous. I don't know. It's hard to get just one batter out in the lineup they're just so deep one through nine yeah yeah you know they're just uh they're a machine is what they are all right uh so they will play clemson coming up in the uh, super regional beginning friday at one o'clock jt gasso on with the uh, plank on the plank show this morning uh talking about clemson uh real low eras as a staff uh it's not you know i know kegel has a lot of their innings but they have really good pieces uh all the way around so uh, it's going to take a whole team effort to uh, to really battle this out. And, um, you know, their offense is, is good. And I think they were hitting like over 300 and whatnot. So at this point in the stage, and Coach talked about it uh, with the team, is every game now, every opponent is tough. So you got to, you know, just come out and, and absolutely execute at a high level. And, you know, the, all, a lot of that goes into our prep work. So, uh, you know, we'll be we'll be ready come time, but, um, you know, we're going to work really hard in practice to be ready for uh, the game on Friday. There you go. Friday, 1 o'clock, ESPN2. Saturday will be a noon start. No TV information there yet. Sunday, of course, is an if-necessary game and to be determined time-wise. All right, so the matchups in the uh, Super Regionals, uh, if the Suitors win this regional, as they're heavily favored to do, they would play the winner of the Duke Regional, Stanford at Duke. And uh, that will be their first-round opponent, one of those two, Stanford or Duke, in the uh, first game uh, for them in the Women's College World Series. The other regional matchups, Northwestern at Alabama, Texas at Tennessee, Georgia at Florida State. You have Oregon at Oklahoma State, Louisiana at Washington, and San San Diego State at Utah. How about UCLA? Two and outs. Always complaining about the home field advantage the Sooners have you know, at Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, where was UCLA playing at regional? UCLA? At UCLA. 
So yeah. the home field advantage didn't really work for the Bruins. Didn't matter. Drop two and out, and against some non-power five teams, Grand Canyon and Liberty. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> that was great. I like that. All right, so again, uh, we'll await the Super Regional matchup on Friday at 1 o'clock on ESPN2, but unbelievable job again by Patty Gasso and this group of young ladies who are uh, they're great and they're super classy as well. Okay, uh, by the way, you ready to go to the Air Comfort Solutions? Let's do it. I've, I've, not I've, Air done, Comfort. I've done this twice in the last two broadcasts now, and I was throwing a perfect game for a while. 405-651-3439, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Someone said Jay does catch. Actually, we got a few more before that. I hope they have the Patty statue ready, and they said Jay does catch was awesome. Oh, Patty's going to have a gigantic statue, there's no doubt. The Jada catch, I mean, just made it look so simple. That's a ball that's getting out of the yard, and you bring it back in like that. Not many outfielders can do that, and she showed – why she should be a top three finalist for national yeah, player of the year. Yeah, you know, it was just a joke that she wasn't in there. But Oklahoma, I'm sure they're thinking, well, the sooner, you know, I've got so many candidates, we'll just, you know, we'll leave them out. They're going to win the championship anyway, so. Just dumb. We got one for the 501. No chance Sims is going to pull a Peyton Bowen on the Ducks, question mark. Well, my question would be this. If this went down as Brandon Drum said it did, and Brandon is as good a source as you can have, so I totally believe what Brandon's saying, um, you know, I don't know that they would want him, to be honest with you, if it went down like that. And, again, I understand, uh, you know, you may be, you know, this granite rock of an athlete, but you're still 17, 18 years old, and these kids have a – Problem saying, you know, I'm not coming sometimes. Yeah. And that creates a big issue. That creates a huge issue. And, by the way, I wanted to answer. There was one from the 580, and this is the text I read from Brandon uh, concerning Brandon Drum um, about the recruitment of Zadavian Sims and how it went down. Brandon said, you know, because they were sticking with Zadavian Sims to Oklahoma, and look, you miss some, right? I mean, that these are fickle young men. They may be great athletes, but and NIL has changed everything, completely changed everything. Brandon texted me, Brandon Drum, he lied, talking about Zadavian Sims to me, to the coaches. He told OU 24 hours, but he was coming, and, quote, you have nothing to worry about, coach. Todd Bates left his father in hospice to see Sims. Todd Bates' dad passed on Friday morning, and he still went to Durant and was told he was coming still. So, again, look – I'm not going to pass too much judgment, but that's a, that's a really bad deal. Yeah, you that's be, a really bad deal. you got to be know? better than that as a high school recruit, to just man up and tell the other schools, especially OU and Todd Bates, that you're not coming. Well, and then somebody on the 580, uh, from the 580, and again, I understand what you're saying. There's no way if my dad's in a hospice, I'm leaving you to go see a high school kid. Well, here's the deal. Everybody handles that in a different way. You know, when my dad, when we knew he was passing, we knew that he was hanging on because he was just hanging on. Yeah. And we gave him permission to go. We all talked to him, said, Dad, you've done a great job. We love you. We've got this. Don't worry about us. We've got this, okay? And the next morning, everybody was out of the room. He was gone. Next morning. 
And I feel like that was really maybe what he wanted to hear. So you don't know how that's it. Todd Bates may have had a final conversation with his dad. Yeah. Sometimes they're comatose, but they, you know, you think they may hear you probably. That would be my guess. Todd Bates, classy dude. I'm sure that was handled uh, with as much grace and dignity as he could possibly do that. It's got, and, and it's it may a, have been, I don't know what his dad's situation is. His dad may have told him, you do what you need to do. Don't worry about me. You and, know, so and, nobody knows how that, that situation unfolds. And it's a really important job what Todd Bates is doing, trying to land one of the top defensive linemen recruits. If my dad could have spoken to me, go do your go radio do show, <laughs> yeah. is what he would have said. Go do your radio show. Douglas Miles says, I was hoping that after last year's David Hicks debacle, Oklahoma would be better positioned to ward off the notorious bag-dropping schools. Yeah, yeah, but it's, you know, Douglas, that's just the new uh, the new way things go down now. And look. Oregon found a way to get the kid. And I don't wish the kid any ill will. I hope he has a great career at Oregon. But, man, the way that went down did not sound good. And you know all. Oregon, too, all Nike, yeah. the Nike founder. All right, we got to take a break. Man, I'm an amateur here. I'm way over the clock. Jeez, watch the clock, fool. All right, and I already messed up the uh, the text line once. So I'm going to give myself. It only goes up from here. A grade of C- minus right now. C-. minus. Hopefully it can go up. All right, break time. We'll go back to the text line when we get back. Ladies and gentlemen, um, let's take a timeout right here. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby. It's Monday here on Steel Man and Thune at noon on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. All right, hope everybody had a great weekend. Welcome back. Mike Steely, Connor Pasby with you on this Monday. Parker's going to be in here in a little bit. Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, this S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. Not the Bay City Rollers, though. It will be on the Beats and Bites stage, 38 special and Blue Oyster Colt first Beats and Bites show. You can still get some tickets, again, uh, online at riverwind.com or at the casino box office. They're only 10 bucks a piece. That's 38 special and BOC Blue Oyster Colt coming up this Saturday night at Beats and Bites. If you haven't been to a show out there, bring the folding chairs. It's a kid-friendly environment. There are local food trucks all over the place. You'll be able to eat well, enjoy some good music. The temperature's not going to be too extreme. It's going to be a good time. Coming up this Saturday night, 38 special and Blue Oyster Cult on the Beats and Bites stage at Riverwind Casino, also presented by Cool uh, Coop Ale Works. June 10th, the Gin Blossoms uh, and Tonic will be there for Beats and Bites. July 8th, Mark Chestnut, Shannon Doa, and Tracy Bird. And in August, August 26th, Gary Allen on the Beats and Bites stage. And keep in mind, uh, we'll be firing up the Showplace Theater for shows again beginning June 23rd. Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. You can get out there and see Collective Soul or Josh Turner or the comedy of Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, later, shows for Dwight Yoakam. you got the Counting Crows coming to the Showplace Theater. REO, Chicago, Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis, all coming to the Showplace Theater. And once again, uh, you can get your tickets to all those concerts as well at the box office at Riverwind or online at riverwind.com. Zadabian Sims is on Quack. Good one, 918. Jim in Arlington says, all I know is this, OU football and Barry Switzer already got the greatest Sims there ever was in college football. Billy Sims, that's where it all started for me. Billy Sims, number one running back in the country, Hooks, Texas. I still like the story where uh, Billy Sims worked at a gas station in Hooks, Texas. Barry Switzer called him at halftime. <laughs> 
you know, from uh, was it a Colorado game? I think that they were. Hey, we're getting ready. Hang on, have a hundred on their ass here, Billy. You know. <laughs> so, anyway, good stuff, Jim. All right, I want dudes that love OU. Yes, that's very important. By the way, in uh, Broken Arrow, Fat Boy texting in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. If the kid lied, what is the problem with calling him out on it? Kids learn at a young age lying is wrong. We did call him out on it. I, I did give a little bit of a caveat. And look, if you're 17, 18 years old, you should know better. I, you know, but I understand you invest in these recruiting relationships, and it's not easy like I said, I remember when I left the station in Tulsa, the PD's a good friend of mine, a lot of respect for him. I enjoyed my time there, but I wanted to come work here for the vineyards and work with people I respect here. Uh, it was just a little bit of a better situation for me. But I remember pacing, having to make a call to my friend Kevin and tell him that I was going to leave. I wasn't under contract, but still, that was difficult. So I understand it's difficult, but particularly in the the scenario that Brandon Drum, you know, uh, told us about man that that's tough that's really tough yeah for a young kid he can be more professional I know he's young but be more mature and just just straight up tell him I know the recruiting process is a little different now you got some tampering involved coaches are all up in your ear right before you're about to commit but you still gotta be better than that yeah I want to talk about that uh, a little bit later on Sooner Soldier and I know that it looked horrible the message board geniuses deal with a couple of Sooner fans coming after Zadavian Sims look like I said, there are idiots in every fan base, every single one of them. There's no doubt about it. And I saw that David Stone and uh, Danny Okoye kind of, you know, tweeted out a reaction like, man, that's not good. But, you know, those coaches cringe when they see that stuff. And those aren't real fans either. Those aren't real Sooner Nation fans. Not only that, they may not even be Oklahoma Fake accounts. People. They could they, be fake know? accounts that pay, I mean, pay that money to be on the message board. Well, look, I mean, we're getting Russian botted and all these political uh, debates on Twitter. You know, with uh, who knows if these people, they may just be trying to make Oklahoma look bad. I mean, it's a nasty world out there in many ways. Okay, uh, how about some joy, ladies and gentlemen? How about some joy? Was this joyous what happened yesterday? At Oak Hill Country Club. At the 15th. The fairy tale story. Gets better. As good as Sooner softball was, and there were a lot of great things from uh, Oklahoma's domination of the field and the Norman Regional, but that was my favorite moment of the weekend. Did I that mean, go he in? Dunked, he dunked it, man. <laughs> How many times do you see that? Not not very often on a hole-in-one. And it was unbelievable. And a 46-year-old Michael Block, the uh, club pro from the state of California who teaches golf lessons, uh, gets in the PGA Championship. He shoots 70, 70, 70, and 71. Won nearly $300,000. Uh, this was already a Disney movie almost before what happened on Hole 15 yesterday. And now it's it's got to be a Disney movie. He, he was doing it all weekend. He was out there competing. He was just there for it. And to be up in the leaderboard for those first two days, it's pretty awesome. I mean, his previous check was 70000 that he made, Steely. He took home three hundred yeah. grand. 
Yeah, unbelievable. And uh, he was on the Today Show this morning. Let's hear uh, just a little excerpt of Michael Block, my new hero, on the Today Show this morning. Michael, I mean, we keep using the word fairy tale because you know what? That is just what it is. So as you wake up this morning and you're sitting here with us, hasn't sunk in yet. Uh, I was crying in my bed this morning, to be oh, honest with you. I woke up and I, yeah, I was, and I don't cry until this week. <laughs> it's been an emotional week and a, and a roller coaster, and it's been fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, yeah. M- Michael, you know, I'm sitting at dinner last night. We're all at the table. My six year old son is sitting there, and he goes, He got a hole in one. He got a hole in one. We jumped up from the table. We surround the TV. I mean, we were almost in tears for you because we were just cheering you on the whole weekend. I mean, how is this whole experience? been for you i mean what was it like when you got a hole in one and you're playing with rory mcelroy i mean the circumstances couldn't have been any better i mean just unbelievable playing with rory an idol of mine forever uh in the pga championship final round coming down the stretch i was two over trying to get back to even par uh i didn't see it go in and as you maybe saw in that in that clip Rory turns around, and he's coming up to me. He's going to give me a hug. And I'm like, why in the world's Rory McIlroy giving me a hug right now? And uh, I'm like, did it go in? Uh, he's a lot younger than me and can see it go in, I guess, but I couldn't see it go in. That was unbelievable. That, to me, was the feel-good moment of the weekend, the uh, Michael Block story. He gained, he gained a lot of fans over the weekend, some guys that had no idea who he was till he stepped on. Oh, absolutely. I don't think anybody knew who no. he was before the weekend, you know? And, uh, you know, like I said, sometimes you'll see uh, a PGA club pro like that hang around for a round, maybe into the second round a little bit. But he was right there. Again, he made uh, nearly $300,000. Again, 288000 a little over that to be exact, but became a cult hero. And uh, he's already got a couple invitations. He's going to play at Colonial in the Charles Schwab this week. Got an invite to the Canadian Open as well. So Michael Block's going to have more than 15 minutes. He's got a couple more tournaments he's going to play in, which is awesome. All right, break time right here. We will go back to the uh, text line, 405-651-3439 on the Knippermeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Todd Bates Nemesis, why isn't Parker at work? He's coming. Don't worry. He'll be here at he's 2 o'clock. Work. He's ready to pounce. You can tell he's ready to pounce. All right, break time, and uh, coming right back, we'll get as many texts in as we can in the next segment. Keep it here on The Ref. All right, back with you, closing out hour number one. Parker's going to be in a little bit later on today. And uh, once again, looking for your uh, texts on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That is 405-651-3439. Jesse Crittenden coming up on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline at 135 today. We'll talk, what else, Sooner Sports, a little softball, throwing a little football as well. So let's do that. All right, uh, Big Rick and Owasso, it all evens out when Bowen screwed Oregon. We were thrilled when Sims screws us. We get mad. Just say, yeah, it's – look, every fan base has idiots. Every fan base has them. Uh, was I shocked to see that? Oh, uh, no, absolutely no. not. Yeah, we did have things go our way with Bowen when he looked like Oregon for sure and then late flip to Oklahoma. There have been message board idiots on message boards around the country since the first message board went live, all right? By the way, message boards, aren't those like – I look, I know they're still popular, but that seems like such a 1995 thing to me. You know, yeah, and they still do it. It's you got to realize it's not just Oklahoma, but it's across the nation with every team. It it just happens, 
And unfortunately, we had some recruits that got a hold of that and they shared it on Twitter, which it was not a great look. No, and it wasn't. And I'm sure coaches around the country cringe when they see that stuff. But again, you can't fix stupid. You can't control the idiots. You can only hope to contain them. That's all you can do. All right, uh, yeah, and this, uh, he, you know, the Ducks did Peyton Bowen like that last year, the same team Sims committed to. Yes, yes, absolutely. Again, it's kind of like the five-year-olds, well, he did it too. You know, <laughs> it's like, come on, people. Every fan base has these morons. Not just us. Probably they're more with the Blue Bloods and the really successful programs over the years because their fan bases are even more bought in and say, like, I'm not sure that Vandy would have the same kind of reaction. No, they would you know, Maybe Vanderbilt baseball. But I love the, <laughs> like the dude who texted in with T-Row this morning. It all the big issue now. No, <laughs> you, I guess we're going to go to SEC. We can't get a four-star lineman, so we're going to end up being <laughs> – no, it was on. No, it was about the baseball program. We're going to end up being the Vanderbilt of SEC baseball. Uh, newsflash: Vanderbilt's really good. They're good. That's like, what they're really known good. for. That's yes. their sport. <laughs> so yeah, don't say that. Vanderbilt is really good. Someone said, "Just saw where Nuaneri loved Texas A&M. Did they already drop a bag of money?" Well, I mean, look. Usually, when those kids visit a campus, you rarely hear horrible visit, whatever. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I you think know. it was yesterday where – was it yesterday he took a visit? Because I saw some pictures of him in A&M gear. Well, and the one thing, like I said, is OU playing the NIL game? Yes. But are they playing the in, in the same league that Miami or A&M or Tennessee, maybe some other schools are playing at that level? Don't think so. They're going to they're gonna do NIL their way and hope the culture is what prevails over the long term, not guys trying to just go out and get a bag of money. And I'm not saying that's what Will Winnery is trying to do. And, he get, again, he might be eventually in Oklahoma sooner. But we'll see. But, look, how many times do you see – these kids like to show off too, man, right? I mean, they all – we have found through social media, and we all know that human beings like attention. But, I mean, human beings like – I think everybody out there is a narcissist now. Yeah. Pretty much. Everybody. <laughs> Maybe me, too. It's sad. You didn't used to see this, but now you see every recruit put out, you know, their offers, of course, where they're visiting. They show off the pictures every single time. And, and I'd be doing the same thing yeah. if I, I was that age. But it's just a different world out there. All right, uh, whenever there's a demand for a Twitter account, there's an account named Message Board Geniuses. What? Yes, I'm well aware of that. There's probably a nationwide shortage of intelligence on message boards. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Whenever there's a demand. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Depending on the type of stupid, some stupid can be fixed with a whooping. (laughs) That is true. Well, we used to get a couple back in my day. You know what? And I was better for it. I don't know if it straightened me out, but, you know, who knows? We did. Those were some bad news, but overall the weekend was really good for the Diamond Sports. Softball, uh, baseball, it was a really good Friday performance, but Saturday Braden was not Carmichael very pretty. was good for him. That was awesome. Yeah, I was out there all three days at Eldale Mitchell. Shout out to Drew England. Set behind him in the second row to watch Saturday. 
Sooner Nation showed out. The, the atmosphere was awesome for all three days. Cowboys and the Sooners, 4 o'clock in the Big 12 tournament. The Sooners need to go win a couple games in this Big 12 tournament. I mean, could they miraculously get in without a win? Um, I don't know, It would be a nerve-wracking. Yeah, very uh, nerve-wracking. To watch the selection But show. Oklahoma State has outscored the Sooners this year 43-16 to in four games. They got their number. Mm-hmm. It's not a great matchup-wise to – Get with Oklahoma State in the first round. We'll see how it goes. I think one win gets you in, but, Mike, if you go 0-2, then you're not feeling really good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 405, maybe the re- voice resembles you. That's your issue. Who knows? I don't know. There aren't many people who have a huge issue with it, so maybe it hits close to home. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right, um, what else do we have next hour? Jesse Critton is going to join us on the uh, Riverwind Casino hotline. Uh, again, Sooner Softball Friday, 1 o'clock ESPN2, hosting Clemson for the Super Regional Baseball again, Big 12 tournament opener uh, for the Sooners against Oklahoma State again on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And the uh, OU men's golf team will be playing at Greyhawk beginning in the NCAA Championships on Friday out in Scottsdale, Arizona. The Sooner Weekly Update brought to you by Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or business. Contact them at 405-329-1940. That's 405-329-1940. Okay, um, anything else? I don't think we have time really to get into anything else uh, before we close out the hour here. But uh, like I said, we've got Jesse Crittenden coming up next hour. Parker will be in later today. We've switched things around a little bit uh, schedule-wise today. So don't worry. He's not ducking. we got a few people. Where's Parker? He's coming. He's That man will answer your questions today. And you know what? You're going to have some swings and misses in recruiting. It happens that way. But everybody's ready to pounce. All right. Stay with us. We've got another hour to go. Keep lighting up that text line. Coming right back with another hour here on The Ref. All right, we have another hour to go here on The Ref. All right, good to have you with us. We'll have Jesse Crittenden joining us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up at 135 today. Big weekend at Riverwind Casino. You want to get outdoors? Uh, Beats and Bites 2023. Let me look at the weather for Saturday because uh, basically what I'm seeing is like temperatures in the uh, high 70s for highs or even lower than that. So I'm going to look at Saturday's high. You do got a little bit of rain coming. Yeah, 77 degrees is the high for Saturday. So you would think by the time that the the evening came along, I think they're going to have him on later, I would, 405. Uh, by the time that the evening came along, that that temperature is going to be what, maybe six mid sixties, or it's going to be perfect, is what I'm saying. It's going to be perfect weather this weekend for Beats and Bites opening show of the 2023 Beats and Bites season. You're like Steely, what's Beats and Bites? Beats and Bites is the outdoor concert series at Riverwind. All right, the uh, 
food trucks are everywhere. A lot of the best local food trucks are out there. You've got arts and crafts, game for the kids. You can pull up your folding chairs and have a great time out there. And the first show is coming up this weekend, 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult coming up this Saturday. Get on out there. Tickets are only 10 bucks. Kids, uh, younger kids get in free, obviously. But it's a great time out there. Bring your folding chairs. Bring your appetite. Going to have some great music. 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult will kick off the festivities this Saturday night. Again, get your tickets at Riverwind.com. Or if you're going by the casino this week, get them at the uh, box office there in front of the Showplace Theater. And then later for Beats and Bites this summer, we'll have the Gin Blossoms and Tonic, June 10th. Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, Tracy Bird all together July 8th on the Beats and Bites stage. And August 26th, Gary Allen on the Beats and Bites stage. Why are you getting on the uh, redneck guy, Steely? Well, first of all, he said, I put up with you guys. That's not a great way to get a tweet, you know, a text started. I put up with you guys. Yeah, don't start like yeah, that. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are, dude? Put up with us. We're putting up with you. Um, so, anyway, uh, 405-651. Oh, my gosh. I thought we were making it. Okay. Um. <laughs> 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. All right. Uh, so, again, Jesse Crittenden will be joining us coming up at 135 today. All right. So, interesting. And uh, Tyler just put this out on our social media page. Let me see if I can find it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I just saw it, too. Let me see. About uh, quarterbacks. Here it is. I got it. Uh, ESPN ranked the top 75 college football quarterbacks of the 2000s. The list had six Sooners in the top 40. Number one, Baker Mayfield. Number seven, Kyler Murray. Number 15, Sam Bradford. Number 25, Jalen Hurts. Number 32, Jason White. Number 39, Landry Jones. I like that list. Put Landry Jones in there to all the Landry Jones haters at the 39 spot. But that's a really good list to have with six quarterbacks in there for Oklahoma. Who would you rather have as your quarterback heading into the 2023 season? Would you rather have Dylan Gabriel or Landry Jones? That's <laughs> tough. Uh, the style of play now with college football, give me DG. I mean, Because Landry played when they still had pa- uh, pocket passers in. Dual threat quarterbacks were, you know, not coming about yet. So I'll go DG. I mean, look, Landry Jones had some uh, really good games, and he also had, what, a five interception game against Nebraska? Nebraska, I, yes. Did he throw four against Miami? That Well, that was a young Landry Jones against Nebraska. That was not a very pleasant night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone, where, said, someone said Landry can't run. Yeah, that's the big thing with Landry. I mean, but you have to think about it, right? Yeah, and it's just today's age of football. If you if you can't run as a quarterback, I'll, yeah, I'll take Dylan Gabriel for next year. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing more recruits type out. You know that. Uh, well, actually, that's an old one. Bennett Warren again on the message board geniuses deal. Well, our, our man Gerald McCoy came out and said. You know about those message boards. Don't believe all that, and they all, they always have some of those fans that like to get in the message boards and say something like that. Yeah, I man, I don't know, I, I don't know. But if you want a running quarterback, Landry Jones isn't your guy. So, 
Uh, the 402 says Landry Jones way over Dylan Gabriel. It's not even close. Not close. Oh, man. And Dominican Sue tossed us around like ragdolls that oh, night. Geez. Yeah. Don't, don't bring back the memories now. That's not what we're <laughs> not trying to remember that night. That was that was a very rough That was night. a low-scoring game, too. What it, and both teams could Sue, not do anything. I'm trying to think of another defensive, maybe the most dominant defensive player I saw in college alongside Leroy Silman. Uh, there have been some others, but, man. Um, a strong dude. You cannot move him whatsoever as an offensive lineman. So, again, I don't know, you guys. You'd have to ask ESPN on that because, again, this was an ESPN poll that they put out. ESPN ranked the top 75 college football quarterbacks of the 2000s. The list had six Sooners in the top 40. Baker Mayfield, number one. Kyler Murray, number seven. Sam Bradford, 15. Jalen Hurts, 25. Jason White's. Uh, 32, Landry Jones, 39. Now, again, I think they're looking at the totality, obviously, of Jalen Hurts' career because somebody's like, how could they have, you know, Jalen Hurts ahead of Jason White? Because clearly Jason White won the Heisman Trophy. But I think they're looking about at the total career there. And I don't know, maybe some people kind of take the pro thing into effect. Probably You shouldn't. These are college quarterbacks, but I'm sure that's one of the ways that uh, – they they may have ranked it that way. We got a we got a bunch of people with Landry over DG. By the way, yeah, Landry Jones is winning that uh, debate right now. He was very accurate. Brian in Tulsa says depends on if Ryan Broyles comes back too. Landry loved him some eighty five. Yeah, people right now are responding they would take uh, Landry Jones. We'll see what Dylan Gabriel has in store this year. All right, let's hear what uh, Dylan Gabriel said recently on a uh, college football podcast talking about the coming season. What are his personal goals for 2023? For me, it, it's growth. It's I know there's untapped potential that I still you know want to be coached up on and, and grow and, and know that I can be so much better. So I think that was my biggest thing is – that opportunity to do so, mm-hmm. be coached up and be pushed. And that's, I go back to Coach Levy's, you know, relationship. Like, that's why I love, like, love him so much is like, I know he's going to push me to a point where, you know, yeah. I'm going to get better and I'm going to grow. And um, that's all I want. I think he will be better than a year ago. And I think that having a better defense, and again, I'm not saying that Oklahoma is going to be like this dominant defense, but they, first of all, they have to be better. Last year was a complete disaster in many ways. Uh, I'm not saying there weren't a few moments where they played some good defense, but they've got to be so much better and they've got a ton of help coming through the portal. And I think they will be better. And that will take less pressure off. Uh, Dylan Gabriel trying to feel like they've got a score on every possession. That's the thing. It takes more pressure off you as a quarterback when you can trust a defense to get off on third down instead of worrying that you have to score uh, every possession that you have. But DG, uh, to just be straight up, he's got to be more accurate than he was from last year. Yeah, he's missed too many throws. I mean, again, um, believe it or not, in this world you can still have a nuanced take, which is – you know, it's either going to be, oh, he's freaking horrible, or, oh, these idiots who don't like Dylan Gabriel. Believe it or not, most situations there's, you know, an area in between. Dylan Gabriel is a pretty good quarterback. He's not a star. He's not going to be a guy that uh, is, is going to have a statue at Heisman Park. If he had a great year and Oklahoma really bounced back, could he go to New York City? Maybe. Yeah. But, again – 
it's more about them getting better in every aspect of the uh, the game, particularly on defense to help him out. But, you know, OU fans, you get in this – it's kind of like the softball thing. You think that this is just the way it is. And it is right now with Patty Gasso, and it's unbelievable. Not only the way they're winning games – and the fact that they're probably going to win their third straight national championship in her seventh. Plus, they're producing incredible young women who come out of that program. They really are. And But it's this isn't the norm. Just like having a Heisman Trophy, a quarterback in New York City, either winning the Heisman or finishing runner-up every year, that's not the norm. No, but Sooner fans expect to have someone like that as a quarterback up there in New York every yeah. single year, which we were having it with Baker, Kyler, and uh, Jalen Hurts. So, anyway. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the uh, Ken Meyer Chevrolet text line. If our defense is better and DG doesn't play better, he will get more blame. And no doubt, Sooner Soldier, no doubt. And if he – yeah, if the defense plays well and he throws picks and is inaccurate, and again – yeah, you might see that Jackson Arnold guy. You never know, but I think you're right on that on that point. And for example, you can look at that Oklahoma State game where OU was getting off the field; they were getting stops, and the offense. You point the blame to the quarterback; they were just not moving the football in quick possessions, and the defense what was right back out there on the field. Uh, from the six one five DG is a Paul Thompson type, average arm talent, decent mobility, solid leader. Realtor Chris, Landry Jones was actually ranked higher in this uh, than someone's what, – what, okay. <laughs> He's trying to be funny. He said Landry Jones was actually ranked higher than this. Then someone sent them the video of him <laughs> running the 40 at the combine. Once you see that, you can't unsee it. Oh, man. He did not have the speed. but man, What did he, Landry run, like a 5'7 or something oh gosh, like that? I don't know. That may be pushing it, too. And every time he run and scrambled, it felt like he took forever to get, like, five yards. The combine doesn't mean everything, though. Remember, it doesn't, or, no. Remember Orlando Brown at the combine? The bench reps. Oh, my gosh. And he's only one of the best uh, <laughs> yeah. O-linemen in the National Football League. So, do, 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 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, yeah, but, look, Dylan Gabriel, I think he's going to be a little bit better this year. But it's it's the – the big throws that stand out that he missed, like the one to Drake Stoops in the K-State game, momentum killer. You've got to make more of those key throws when you're trying to move the chains or you've got a big play. And like I said, look, I mean, this is Captain Obvious here, but Tom Brady doesn't make every throw. Aaron Rodgers doesn't make every throw. But he's got to be more accurate. Cap- I mean, if you're saying that he's just, oh, yeah, everything's fine, you're lying. He's got to be more accurate. And capitalize on the deep balls. And once your defense get a stop, you can't go – three and out and can have a few incompletions in like I just said earlier but you get your defense back on the field very quickly when they got the job done for you someone said Landry ran a 5-1 5-1 that's not bad for Landry I would expect a little worse you want to go well no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run a 40 <laughs> dude I would face plan or something I was just I used today. to I used to run a 4-7 but right now I'm not I haven't stayed in I'm shape making very too well. many old man sounds now. I just dropped a pin on the floor. I was like, oh. <laughs> no. So there's no way I'm running a 40. D- oh, I'm going to say this. Dean Choctaw, with a clean pocket, Landry was the man. Under pressure. <laughs> I, yeah. WTF, Landry. No doubt. A lot of quarterbacks are in that situation. You're right. But yeah, Landry, no doubt about that. All right, break time right here. We're going to stay on the clock and be a professional this hour. 
It was two minutes over in every segment. <laughs> there he There's is. the Landry gel. They, gi- they got a GIF on Twitter. <laughs> Looking fast, Landry. That looks like a cartoon character <laughs> running. That's good stuff. All right, break time. We're coming right back. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. There was something I wanted. Oh, how about the USC athletic director? We have uh, some of his greatest moments Coming up, yeah, Miami would be gone. You're right, 405. I have no doubt about that. Did they have stopwatches? It was the sundial for me running the 40. No doubt, Sark. Okay, break time. Coming right back. Uh, we got a dog USC when we get back. That's always fun. Stay here. All right, we are back. Good to have you with us. I did see Parker Thune. He is out in the lobby right now. He's got a smile on his face. He doesn't seem too concerned. And uh, some of you have already heard one of the angles to this story that uh, that happened over the weekend. Uh, this came from Brandon Drum, and I'm sure Parker's his colleagues going to back this up coming up a little bit later. Brandon Drum uh, texted me, and some of you may have heard this story even before we uh, we talked about it the first hour about the Zadavian Sim situation. Uh, Brandon texted me and said he lied to me, to the coaches. He told OU 24 hours that he was coming and you have nothing to worry about, coach. Todd Bates left his dad in hospice to see Sims, Zadavian Sims. Uh, Todd Bates' dad passed on Friday morning and he still went to Durant and was told he was coming still. And like I said, not every situation is completely black and white. And some of you are going to say, well, you know, horrible. It doesn't look good on Zadavian Sims. He's 17, 18 years old. I'm not sure what age. And those decisions are difficult. But that is not a good look. Just man up and tell somebody you're not coming if that's the situation. Unless, you know, you change your mind at the very last second. But that is not good. Not good at all. There's some other recruiting news, I guess, that just happened. We got a text. Bennett Warren tweets, I will no longer be going on an official visit to the University of Oregon on June 23rd through the 25th. Interesting. And uh, Parker will be on with Tyler today at 2 o'clock. I'm sure he'll fill you in on uh, more details of all of this stuff. By the way, um, how about USC? Mike Bone. Jeez. So Mike Bone is one of the uh, snakes out there, again, that helped to land Mule Shoe out to the land of the, the egomaniacs. And uh, he abruptly resigned on Friday. And then you see the Bill Plasky story and all the corresponding reports that came out that basically Mike Bone was very inappropriate in the workplace environment, like a bunch. And it went all the way back to Cincinnati. There's a process called vetting. You know, what do you do for <laughs> yeah. people when they're getting a job? Apparently, they just said, yeah, come on down. You know, we'll take you. But uh, we do have secret audio of Mike Bone in action uh, at USC. And it went like this. Grab a chair. So, I trust everything's going swimmingly? So far, yeah. We're a pretty tight-knit tribe here. So please, whatever you do, don't think of me as your boss. <laughs> Oh, I don't. You know, I just don't want to get into a formal thing. Point is, I would love to see that pretty little bone structure of yours around here some more. I mean, there's no reason we need to be shackled by the strictures of the employee-employer relationship. Unless, of course, you're into that sort of thing. (laughs) In which case, I got some shackles in the back. (laughs) I'm just doing my job. 
<laughs> that is what I love about you, Kate. You've got a personality. Ah, oh, that is rich. A real sauciness that I find extremely attractive. We should mate. What? Date. I said we should date sometime, you know, socially. Go out and kick it. Are you okay? Mm. I'm fine. I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. Highlights from Mike Bone's career at the University of Southern California. Is that from Dodgeball? Yes, the, it is. Nice. Yes, it is. Oh, man. No, that's from the USC archives. <laughs> Dodgeball. Oh. So, basically, Muleshoe left the finest athletic director in the country. Morally sound Joe Castiglione to go work for the Harvey Weinstein of <laughs> collegiate athletic directors. What a twist. He's out the door. Gets mule shoe and then gets out. Yeah. All right, 405-651-3439. It's clear that USC does no vetting whatsoever. What a snake pit. Yes, full of snakes. Bunch of snakes slithering around out there. No doubt about it, 918. Five-star Randy. They say follow the money, but could we say with mule shoe, follow the bone? Mm, yes, you could say that, I guess. It's a little bit tawdry, but you could say that. <laughs> Sarks Vodka says, we'll win with or without Sims. With or without you. Good song by you, too. But with or without Sims That's what he's saying. Okay, uh, Steelman, do you think Judge Smells invited Mike, uh, Michael, what? Nuvik? To his yacht christening party. I... I I don't know. I kind of get where it's going. I think there might be a misspelling there. No, no. Sorry, Jim. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I don't know. It's so. a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it will work <laughs> out for him from Brian. Uh, 918 said Parker wouldn't have gotten the dodgeball reference. Parker, again, Parker's like 12 years old. You guys think he's like mid-20s. He's really like a 13-year-old kid, all right? He's just a – he's the Doogie Hauser. And he wouldn't get that reference either. He's the Doogie Hauser of sports radio here. So I suck. I remember in the good movies, but I I got that one from Dodgeball. <laughs> you can't have your athletic director named Boner, baby. Birds of a feather <laughs> flock together. 405, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Mike Bone out at USC. And I wish him, well, I don't wish anybody bad. Well, yeah, I wish him some bad just not like really bad can you wish somebody some bad stuff but not like really bad stuff you can yes like a flat tire or something that you know i don't know a severe cold that he gets over something like that yeah, i hope he had a flat t- flat tire while leaving la Alshtal population you bro <laughs> okay so uh anyway Let's see, ladies and gentlemen, we do have Jesse Crittenden on the way. Uh, by the way, once again, I don't think we want to use that for our Ortho Central clip of the day, but we do want to thank Ortho Central because we played a bunch of clips today. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic, orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Shout out to our friends at Ortho Central. Appreciate them very much. Okay, um, what do we have going on tonight? We have the uh, Lakers 
at Denver. And uh, the Nuggets are going to – they are going to wrap this up tonight. The Lakers had their souls taken by Denver in game three, right? How about that? Both Lakers and the Celtics dropped the first three games, which everyone – how bad were the Celtics, by the way? That was just brutal. Absolutely brutal. I think that was the game they were going to get back on track, and they just got ran through in Miami. Did you see what uh, Magic Johnson tweeted out about the Celtics? No, but he always tweets out yeah. the most basic stuff. Oh, yeah, but gets... this is pretty good for Magic. Okay. Magic's like, man, they need to get the ball inside or something like that. Thank you. <laughs> Generic tweet for Magic Johnson. Magic said, in my 44 years of being associated with the NBA, I never thought I'd see a Boston Celtics team, a franchise with 17 championships, quit. I know Celtics fans all over the world must be disgusted and devastated. The Miami Heat blew them out 128-102 to in Game 3. So It's crazy, go. too, because they looked so good in that series before against the Sixers. The, uh, you know, the... Uh, Definitely Magic is one of those generic tweeters, you know. He'll tweet something like he says, the Lakers got to be much better for next game, and then he just gets attacked. Thank you, Magic, for saying that. Yeah. Great advice. So, anyway, there you go. All right, we got a break right here, ladies and gentlemen, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What a weekend it was. My favorite moment was still uh, Michael Block's hole-in-one at the PGA Championship on number 15. Unbelievable. He's going to be going to the Charles Schwab at Colonial. Uh, looks like he's going to be playing again in the Canadian Open as well. So he's going to have more than 15 minutes of fame. That, that was a great story. All right. Let's call a timeout right here. When we get back, we'll talk to Jesse Crittenden. We'll talk about the domination by the uh, women's softball team and some thoughts on recruiting for the Sooners coming up right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. All right, we are back. Jesse Crittenden joining us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline here on uh, this Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Parker's going to be in at 2 for uh, Locked In with Tyler. Kind of switched the lineup around a little bit today. So, uh, let's hear from our man, Jesse Crittenden. Jesse, that was, uh, I, I mean, it, it, we sound like broken records every week talking about OU softball, but that was uh, obliteration, domination, uh, just total um, unequivocal domination by OU over the weekend. I mean, 38-3. to I thought for a while at one point it was 36-0 in the regional. And then, um, you know, Three runs came came across the plate for Cal, but I, it looked to me like they were about to have a run rule shutout in three games, which would have been even more impressive. But, you know, I, I don't know what else you can say about the OU softball team. I really don't. Yeah, no, I mean, you mentioned being a broken records. I mean, that's that's kind of what this team does, and it's it's a challenge to, to cover them and, and find new angles. But, I mean, again, this, this weekend, it, you know, at regionals, it was complete – domination both offensively and defensively they just looked to be in another planet compared to Hofstra and Missouri and Cal and I think what was really most impressive is there were a couple of moments both against Hofstra really against uh, Missouri where I mean Missouri had two I mean I there were moments where the game could have broke differently um, particularly OU defensively where it looked like Missouri was going to generate some rhythm they got a couple of hits I think in the third inning look like they could maybe find a rhythm, and OU just doesn't allow that to happen. I think OU is really good at playing almost flawlessly, and even when it looks like there might be a break 
where the other team can get back in it, OU always shuts it down. And I think that was the thing that stood out to me the most. And even, you know, the, you mentioned the three-run inning by Cal. Uh, you know, Patty Gasser goes to Nicole May, brings her in in relief, and, they, and then it's, the inning's immediately over and Cal never threatens again. So, I mean, I think you, you, summed it be, you summed it up best. I mean, I think it was just complete domination the entire weekend. Yeah, and uh, Clemson, obviously coming this weekend, Clemson, uh, you know, national player of the year candidate, good pitching staff, ace on that staff, clearly. Uh, is that the one thing maybe that could combat Oklahoma is a really good pitcher who gets red hot? Yeah, and, and Clemson and Clemson has that player. I mean, that's, and, and I think not that, not that, you know, I mean, I think OU is going to be favored the rest of the way to win it, but Clemson is a good team. Clemson's a good team. Um, that really relies on that pitching staff. I think it's been their defense that's led them, you know, the entire way. And I think if you're an opponent trying to play OU, you're you're not you're not going to hit with them, right? You're not you can't you can't bank on going run for run with them. That's not going to work. What you can do, and it, I think you would have to have a lot of luck. But I do think Clemson is a team that um, if they can throw OU's offense uh, out of whack, even just a little bit. Um, that could be a cause for concern. This is, you know, again, I think OU should be favored this weekend. But Clemson is a good team. They've had a really good year. Um, this pitching staff is, you know, is 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 really good. One of the best in the country. And and OU, I mean, it, they should feel confident in any game they go into, you know. But at the same time, they can't, you can't, they can't look too far ahead of themselves. I mean, I don't think Clemson's going to come in to to Marita Hinesville scared to play them. I think they're going to come in ready to win. And and, and I think OU's offense is going to be on point and. If if there's a if if OU's not hitting like they normally do, that's the recipe for a team like Clemson to to, to stay in it. It's a uh, Val Cagle, That's the pitcher for Clemson, right? That is so uh, dominant. So we'll see what's going to happen uh, in this uh, first game again Friday at one o'clock. It'll be on ESPN two. The uh, second game set, uh, scheduled for Saturday. Uh, so we'll see what's going to happen again uh, with the TV coverage for the Saturday game. We don't know that yet, but we do know the uh, Friday game is supposed to be on ESPN, too. So, you know, it, it's amazing to me that Patty clearly, you know, when you've won 46 games in a row, you're doing everything right. But it almost looks like, you know, when you when you see what's going on with Sid Sanders now and everybody else, the uh, situation is they look to be getting better as the year goes on. And, you know, it's almost like Patty obviously orchestrates this and it's working, you know, you just see that this team, as great as it's been all year, is even getting better as the year progresses. Yeah, and you mentioned Sid Sanders. She's one of the players I asked Patty about yesterday. And, and Sydney has been a player, obviously, she was, a, she was an incredible, she was incredible last year. Um, at, at Arizona State was a was a really good player, but it's you know kind of struggled um, a little bit this season. But Patty's continued with her uh, despite some of the struggles for her, particularly at the plate. And now you see what Patty's looking for. Sydney Sanders is a player that I mean she hit two home runs this weekend. Haley Lee's another transfer that I mean has had a good year, but I think is playing as good as she has all season. Um, I mean I, I do think that that. I mean, look look around the country. Look at UCLA, who I mean, number two overall seed. That I mean, they did have a tough regional, but they got completely upset and their, their season's over. And OU, you know, on the flip side of that, it seems like a team that every year, and especially this one, only gets better in the postseason. And I think not that there was any weak spots, but if you got someone like Sydney Sanders who was struggling all season and now she's at her best, you got someone like Haley Lee who's really come on and 
and been one of the, I mean, one of the vocal points of this team. I mean, I think you just see that this team gears up for the postseason every year. That's always what their focus is on, and they want to make sure that what happened to UCLA is something that doesn't happen to them. Yeah, and, and believe me, Patty has a plan, and she usually makes very good plans. And when you have, uh, you know, a team basically that doesn't have any real weaknesses, you can execute plans easier than uh, some other teams. But, you know, there are a lot of talented teams out there that don't have the chemistry that this Oklahoma. And that's one of the things I, too, think, Jesse, because you have so many stars on that roster, so many stars on that roster, yet they all get along. You know, and, and I guess the flip side would be, well, if they were a 500 team, you know, they wouldn't get along. Well, they wouldn't be a 500 team, though, if they had all these stars. But Patty has done a great job, too, getting the right, you know, players into the program that are great, but the chemistry seems to work, too which doesn't always turn out to be the case. No, and that's actually one of the things she talked about um, after yesterday's game. She said she said there could easily be selfishness on this team. I mean, there's, there's so many players on the roster that could go and be the star and be the top player elsewhere. And I do think, I mean, but I, I mean, she said that there's been none of that on the team. Uh, they, they, they get along really well. Even this pitching staff, all, I mean, Alex Taraco, Nicole May, Jordy Ball have all talked about how, I mean, obviously they're three of the, of the best pitchers in the country all on one staff, but they all, they take pride in, in, in each of them bringing their own flavor and, 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 you know, and having an impact. They all root for each other. And you really have to put that squarely on the job that Patty Gasso has done. And obviously Patty, uh, you know, is an incredible coach, really good at X's and O's. She gets her players ready to play, but I think it's the culture and and we see in sports, in, in you know, across a lot of different sports, that just because you have a lot of talent doesn't mean it's going to work. It's you do have to have chemistry and you do have to get along. And I think that's maybe been Patty's greatest accomplishment in recent years, especially this year. Is just, have, I mean, she has a culture where you got to buy in. It doesn't matter how good you are individually; you've got to be a part of the team. And and I think this might be the greatest example this year's team of, of just how good that chemistry is and, and how and how much the culture is working for them. All right, uh, before we let you go, Zadavian Sims committing to Oregon. Uh, what did you think, and what do you think of the stories that have come out since? You know, t- according to Brandon Drum, your colleague again, and, uh, you know, telling Oklahoma coaches right up until the last minute he was coming to OU. We know what Todd Bates was dealing with and, and still made the trip and everything. What do you think of, uh, number one, how it went down, how big of a surprise was it, and uh, what do you think about the story that's circulating out there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it's tough. Obviously, when I mean, it, there's there's so much that can that can go on, and um, with recruiting with recruiting, especially now. I mean, even look at someone like Peyton Bowen, who I mean, that was that was an that was a crazy saga. But I do think it's I do think there's a lot of pre- I mean, there's one angle to look at. There's there's so much pressure on these recruits, maybe more than there's ever been. They've got a lot of people pulling them in a lot of different directions. I think that can be hard to to handle as a 16, 17, 18 year old. But at the same time, I do think this is frustrating from an Oklahoma perspective or an Oklahoma fan perspective. I think I think there was some confidence that that he was going to be in the fold, um, especially you know him not you know letting the coaching staff know until until essentially the final minute. I mean, it, it, there's a right to be frustrated about all of that. But I but I do think with kind of the way the landscape is now and how and how beefed up recruiting has become, I do think it's going to be possible not only for things like this to happen more and more, but just the unpredictability of it all. So, um, I, and, But I think ultimately it is a disappointing loss for, for Oklahoma. Obviously there's, there's time to make up ground. There's other recruits they can go at. But I do think 
all the way around, I think this is a disappointing finish for OU, and it's you know I think they're gonna they're gonna have to look to bounce back from it. All right, uh, and when is uh, Brujo going to be on stage at Beats and Bites? Would you guys open for uh, Thirty Eight Special and Blue Oyster Cult? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, that's a that's a no brainer. Yes, love both those groups. Uh, All right, so and your rep- what's in your rep- what's on what's in your repertoire? Music wise, uh, you we we're kind of you know I we're kind of all over the place. I mean, I think you know we we there's there's some rock, there's some blues, there's a little bit of jazz. You know, we we've, we've covered some we've covered some Beatles like Lady Madonna and you know and the Abbey Road medley. Uh, you know, we've we've covered a little bit of Pink Floyd. There's there's we're kind of all over the place. There you go. Can you do Safety Dance by Men Without Hats and All the Way to Stairway to Heaven? Because if you can do both of those, I'll talk to Justin over at Riverwind. See if we can get you on out there. Uh, you know, I you know what? Just just for you, I'll 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 make sure we we add those to to our repertoire. There you go, Jesse. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. Jesse Crittenden joining us uh, Mondays at one thirty-five here on the Rep. Break time. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Let's get some last minute texts in. Break time right here. Uh, when we get back, we'll get as many in as we can right here on the home of Sooner fans, The Ref. All right, we are back. One more segment. I'm looking at the uh, text line, our uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. You know, back in the day, I would not be able to read texts such as these. But then I met a man known as Dr. Bellardo, and this man is legendary in the vision correction industry. Been in business in Oklahoma City now for over 20 years. Uh, if you're either farsighted or nearsighted, you need to give Dr. Bellardo a call. Again, I did years ago. Totally trust the guy. It's a very professional staff there, laid back, relaxed, but they're also very professional, and they'll do a great job doc, uh, Great job for you. Dr. Bellardo and his team, they have been uh, really the leaders in vision correction now for over 20 years in the metro area. Call them today at 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo, or you can just go online to ALCOK.com, as they always say. They're at ALC. If you want to see far, you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Dr. Bellardo will do great, great work for you, no doubt. Okay, what's that one from the 405? Was this the desired results? You see what you guys started, the true What is there like a picture attachment to that? I don't know. What did we start? Yes, there is. Okay. Someone said, you know what's sad is a son leaving his dad on his deathbed because of a lie. At Sean Cooper, aren't you supposed to be a mentor mentor to these kids? How the heck did you let this happen? I'm not sure what the response was to that. Who is there that? may be a tweet before that. Okay, yeah. You know what's sad is a son leaving. You know what? Again, you have no idea about that situation. That I don't know if he's trying to dog Todd Bates there. That's a very personal thing. I don't know. Maybe he's taking a shot either way. Now we had one person say, "How could you leave your, you know, your dad to uh, to go see a recruit?" Well, again, you don't know what the conversation was. You don't know what the uh, the dad's state was at the end. Maybe you know they said their goodbyes. You have no idea. Zero. 
again, it's this uh, I've got to have a take deal. You don't know. Yeah, don't act like you knew everything that happened before that. Obviously, Todd Bates, if you knew his dad, if his time was coming, yeah, he obviously and, had a conversation with him. And again, I don't know. It seems like there's a shot at, uh, you know, leaving your yeah, – we've had a couple people ask that question. It seems like it's, well, you know, to have to leave in that situation because of a lie. Look, these are 17-, 18-year-old kids. I don't know. Parker can probably fill you in more on the story at the top of the hour. But – a lot of these kids are afraid to tell a coach, no, I'm not coming. Especially because they have so many good conversations and a really good relationship with them. You don't want to go to another team. I know it's really hard for that as a kid, going through yeah. the recruitment process. But for a few people, and there have only been a couple, and I'm not sure that's what that text was kind of getting at. I think it was more after Zadavian Sims more yeah. than anything else. But in that situation, you have no idea how a family deals with the end-of-life situation. You can't judge them for that. Like I said, he may have had a conversation with his dad before his dad may have been completely incoherent and saying, son, you need to do what you need to do, you know. So, again, that's, like I said, that's that's a very personal thing yeah, you don't want to, take it to that criticize far. anybody for that because you don't know how, what the hell was going on. You don't. I mean, some of you think you do, but you don't. And like I said, if you've lost a parent, you know what that feeling's like. It's horrible. You know, uh, Shay and I, between us, we had my mom left. And there's not, you know, at some point in the week that comes comes up where you have a memory and the tears come, it's difficult. You guys know that. But, again, I, I think uh, the way anybody grieves or goes through an end-of-life situation, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's there call how they handle that a great text here as much as we all like to be frustrated with Bates I hope he and his family are doing okay he's a great coach and an even better person from all things I've heard absolutely and again we'll see look Todd Bates they've got to close more of these deals there's no doubt and again there are still names out there for Oklahoma um, you know and and for some of these recruits again you got to keep in mind all of these, everybody on Twitter is looking for attention. Everybody's looking for engagement. Uh, every fan base has a certain amount of idiots. I mean, every single one of them. It's, I mean, everywhere. So it didn't look good for Oklahoma. It certainly doesn't look good for some of these recruits to be going, you know, what's up with this? But every fan base has them. But we'll see what happens with Will Winnery and David Stone and Danny Okoye again now at Oklahoma in his top ten, along with Oregon, Colorado, Texas, LSU, Georgia, I think Nebraska, A&M, Tennessee, and, and Alabama. We're Tied. Dominic McKinley, maybe Joseph uh, Jonah uh, Jonier. You know, there's still possibilities. Oklahoma, you would think they'll at least get a couple of those. You would think. Just get one. Yeah. There's someone from <laughs> Jamie and Whitehouse. Steely, if we don't get at least one of these D-linemen, when does BV look elsewhere? I mean, if he coach? was completely shut out, I would doubt it because I think Brent is a guy that is – Brent's a guy who sticks to his principles. And he and Todd Bates are obviously very close. So, I, I would doubt it. We know his what he did at Clemson. He's going to be able to get one of these guys, one of these top defensive linemen, whether it's a four-star or a five-star, to come to Oklahoma. It'd be really surprised if he goes just over with some of these guys that are lined up for Oklahoma and in their top ten and even mm-hmm. top five list. Zadavian responded to the crazy OU fan 
tweet was sad. I think he was talking about that tweet that we read. Okay. Yeah. I got to tell you on our text line, it's the photos and stuff don't load as well. It's totally different. It's a broadcast text line. So it's not like you're just texting your buddy. So sometimes it takes a while for this. Well, I I didn't see the tweet before that. That's why it got kind of confusing there for us. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're out of time. I want to make sure that uh, we give everybody their proper credit. The great people at Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'd be nowhere without the friends that we have at Riverwind Casino. Dr. Bellardo. also, again, they'll do a great job for you at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Uh, They did for me. They'll do the same for you. And uh, tomorrow, we've got a lot more to talk about. What a, what a wild weekend that was. Again, I still think my favorite moment of the weekend was uh, Michael Block and the hole-in-one on 15 Sunday. And the Jada Coleman grab. Jada Coleman grab was nice. No doubts. No doubts. But I think it's a Disney movie, the Michael Block story. You have, I mean, it was close to Disney movie status, and it's definitely Disney movie status after the hole-in-one yesterday. Have a great rest of your day.